Three things shall we pray. See God more clearly, love God more clearly, and follow God. Is that clearly or what is it? <laughs> 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 Dearly, okay. <laughs> A beautiful prayer. Sometimes uh, the way we look at the scripture is very limited and uh, I think that is a problem of modern society. We don't know the scripture very well. We are believers, so we are Christians, but and yet uh, we don't understand the scripture and in our way of reading the scripture is very much uh, very elementary in a way. We still have a Sunday school mentality. And that's how we uh, treat the scripture. And we read it in that way so we don't really get the depth uh, from the scripture. Uh, we still think that uh, scripture is archaic document, which was 2,000 years ago. That is true. But it's not just archaic document. We believe there is a, a living word of God. And yet, we just treat it as an archaic document. Or sometimes we treat it like a moral code uh, or manual. Or you just read it and follow it. Uh, so we don't really uh, get deeper into the message uh, of the scripture. We don't, we, just, uh, we don't go beyond what's written on the surface without understanding the meaning and implication of the text. Uh, we lack imagination and we lack creativity. So we really, uh, we read the scripture but we don't read, read, read the scripture. We read it, but we don't really uh, read the scripture. For example, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, I didn't read the scripture. <laughs> Did I? My goodness. I'm so absent mind. Matthew 14, 22 to 33. Let us read it. Immediately he made the disciples uh, get into the boat and go on, go on ahead to the other side while he missed, dismissed the crowds. Here, immediately he made the disciples get into the boat. It is Jesus who made them go into the boat and then uh, go to uh, the uh, lake. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came... He was there alone. But by this time, the boat battered by the waves was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he came walking towards them on the lake. It's around three o'clock in the morning. But when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Here, it is I. I'm going to explain it a little bit later. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. 
and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. This is the word of God. Uh, for example, as we read the scripture, uh, all we can think about is Jesus is about the question of miracle. Jesus performed the miracle of calming the storm and walking on the water. and then, So we only look at it in that way. Then next question is, can a human being walk on the water? Then some religious person will uh, say, yes, of course Jesus can walk on the water. And some scientific uh, uh, skeptist will say, how can a human being walk on the water? I won't accept that story. But the, relig- uh, the person with the religious piety will say, you, I accept this uh, story. That's it. So flat. Beyond that, there's nothing. But I don't think Matthew was simply interested in telling us that Jesus performed a miracle of by walking on the water or calming the storm. I think there is a message that Jesus one Jesus wanted to get across, and a message that Matthew wanted to get across. As you look at the scripture today. It was Jesus who told the disciples to go into the boat and go out into the lake. And then in the lake, they faced a really ferocious storm. So ultimately, I mean, when you look at the scripture, this is what uh said. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side. It was Jesus who told them to go into the lake. Late in the morning, I mean, uh, late uh, at night, like at three o'clock in the morning, in the pitch dark, uh, they were in the lake, but they were struggling because of the storm. And then they saw a man, like kind of human being, walking on the water towards them. And then they said, in fear, it's a ghost. That's a natural response because. Uh, you see a man, I mean, in the pitch dark, you see a man walking on the water without the boat. Well, what else can you conclude? And also, Jewish people, they all thought that uh, the place uh, for ghosts is in the sea. So uh, all the, uh, the, the, uh, the ghosts were captured uh, within the sea. So they automatically assumed that it must uh, be a ghost. But the real story was about Peter. Jesus said to them, all the disciples, take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Take heart. Be courageous. Be strong and do not be afraid. And Peter's response was strange. He said, Lord, if it is you, call me to come to you on the water. Why did he ask that? I mean, there's a storm and it's pitch dark. Everybody was scared and they were really uh, struggling for survival. And then they could say, please save us. That's a natural response. And then but Peter said, Lord, command me, call me to come to you. 
That is fair. That was a very strange response. What was Peter thinking at that moment? Was he trying to show off? I don't think showing off was in his mind. I mean, he's uh, busy surviving. He's, he's try, he didn't try to uh, show off. Or was he test, trying to test Jesus? No, you don't test somebody when you are uh, at the risk of death. I don't think so. I think when Jesus said, it is I, take heart, something happened within Peter. The scripture doesn't record that. There's not enough space for the scripture writers to write everything. So he didn't write it, but something happened within that, uh, within Peter's mind at that moment. It's almost like aha moment. His eyes opened when he saw Jesus and when he heard Jesus saying, it is I, take heart, be courageous, do not be afraid. As soon as he heard that, his eyes opened and something happened within him. It was a divine presence that he encountered. Divine presence he experienced at that moment. The expression, it is I, is a very interesting expression. In English, it, it, uh, in English, it is it is I, but in Greek, it is ego emi. Ego emi. That's Greek term. Ego emi is I am, and that is also I am that I am. This I am, ego emi, is the expression that was used to refer to God in the Old Testament. So often in a lot of places you see ego, Amy, then it refers to God, I am. So when you read the Gospel John, Gospel uh, John uh, uh, uses it quite a bit. I am the shepherd. I am this, I am that, I am the door. So he uses ego, Amy, ego, Amy, ego, Amy. It is, it is kind of expression that refers to a God. For example, when Moses first time uh, met uh, the living God uh, in the burning bush, Moses asked God, what is your name? And in Septuagint, Septuagint is a, a Greek Bible uh, of the Old Testament. In Septuagint, uh, it says, ego Amy, I am that I am. Not just because Jesus said, ego Amy, but at that moment, ego Amy, plus take heart and be courageous. That, that was divine moment. Peter experienced divine presence. And when he had experienced that divine presence, the courage came to him. And then with that courage, he asked Jesus, to call me, to come and walk through the storm towards you. I'll be where you are in the storm. When we experience God, we experience courage. 
when we experience divine presence, the first thing that comes to us is the courage. Jesus was very happy with Peter's response. So Jesus said to Peter, come. Peter actually got out of the boat and was able to walk through the storm. That's what God wants. God does not want you to be a begging person. God wants you to have the courage to face your challenges and walk through the storm. God does not want you to be a spiritual beggar. Lord, save me, save me all the time. God does not want you to be a beggar. God wants you to leave your safe boat and start walking. Even when it means walking through the storm. Peter was able to do that. But soon his eyes started seeing the wave and a fear started filling his heart. There was a storm outside, but also there was a storm inside Peter. Then he became a spiritual beggar again with no choice. Lord, save me. Because he was dying. Of course he needed that. He had no choice. And sometimes we need that too. Sometimes we need crutch. Sometimes we need to say that, but not all the time. There are two kinds of faith I realized. And two kinds of faith is this. Faith that asks God to call us to walk through the storm. And two, faith that begs God to save us out of desperation. The second one is a little faith. The first one is the authentic faith. In the beginning, Peter had that authentic faith that asked Jesus to call him to come to Jesus and walk through the storm because he had courage. He had that divine moment. And he experienced divine presence, so he had courage and asked God to call me to walk through the storm. But as soon as he saw the wave, the fear started controlling him. And he was dying. He was falling and falling and falling. And out of desperation, he said, save me. You know, a lot of people's faith comes from fear. That's not what, that's not the kind of faith Jesus wants. Just because you are scared, you're crying out to God for help. The faith, that comes from fear. But the faith God wants is a faith that comes from courage, not from fear. For people whose main interest is in survival, Security and safety and success, their prayer is always, save me. Save me from financial difficulties. Save me from disease. Save me from the misery. Save me from difficulties of life. 
the people who have met the living Christ, who have met the divine presence in their lives, their prayer is different. Call me. Call me to walk through the storm. Give me the courage to face my own storm and give me the strength to overcome it. What they want out of life and what they want from God is not the easy way out. What they want is two things. Courage and strength. Those two things that they want. Courage and strength. Jesus wants us to be strong and courageous. He said in John 16.33, In the world you face persecution, but take courage. I have conquered the world. My favorite passage. So to KSM members, I said, I told them, on my funeral, please use this passage. <laughs> Joshua, remember that. <laughs> In the world, you face persecution, but take courage. I have conquered the world. Don't pray that the storm may avoid you. Pray that you have courage and strength to walk through the storm. Sometimes, sometimes, God drives us into the storm as Jesus did in today's passage. Why? Because there are things in life you can only learn through the storm. There are things in life you can never learn in the classroom. I wish that I could learn everything in my classroom. But there are things in life that you can never learn in the classroom. Only you can learn in the, through the storm. That's why sometimes God drives us into the storm. When you face that storm, take heart. Be courageous. Do not be afraid. The other day, I uh, had a visitation at the hospital, one of our ESM members. And then uh, Reverend Chung, uh, uh, you know, was uh, sitting beside her. And he uh, said to her, let us listen to the message uh, that Reverend Kim, uh, uh, the message on suffering. So he went to website and turned on. For 20 minutes, they were listening together. At the end of sermon, uh, listening, uh, her eyes were filled with tears. And yesterday, I got about 15 emails from her. She listened 
every single sermon from the beginning of this year. And then 15 emails, every sermon she was recording, what she experienced, what she felt, what she learned. Sometimes there are things that we can only learn through the storm. Peter, as he took the journey of stepping out of the boat and started walking through the storm, he experienced the power of God. Can you imagine walking on the water? Probably that was with him all his life, that power of God that he experienced. But it was not just the power of God he experienced. He experienced his own vulnerability, his own weaknesses, his own doubt. He encountered himself too. But also he experienced the saving hands of Jesus Christ. I mean, in that few seconds, probably maybe 10 seconds, 15, 20 seconds, he experienced all that. He experienced the power of God. He experienced his own doubt and weakness and vulnerability, but also he experienced the hands of Jesus who saved him from the water. That is how we encounter our true self. That is how we grow. My friends, there are so many challenges in life. You cannot possibly ask God all these challenges to go around you, escape you, or avoid you. Then what you're asking is, let me live in bubble. You can't possibly ask God to get rid of all the challenges in life. We better ask God to give us the courage and strength so that when the challenges of life come, we are ready to walk through them and learn and grow. There's more message in this passage eh? than just a miracle. Valuable lessons. Scripture is full of them. But we don't truly know how to read the scripture and we put aside. I hope that we can take the word of God more seriously in our lives. Jesus' teaching is not about religion. Jesus' teaching is about life. Let us sing together. Hide me now, 
is all around us but sometimes we block it I want to encounter your presence I want to experience your presence Lord open my hearts and open my eyes so that we may feel we may see and we may hear your presence around us so that we may have courage to walk through the storm let us pray more but this time let us not just sing let let this be our prayer Within your mighty hand. 
When the oceans rise and thunder roll, I'll soar with you above the storm. I will soar with you above the storm. Father, you're a king over the flood. I'll be still and know you are God. I will be still and know you are God. Fine, rest my soul. My soul in Christ Jesus, as the people turn. 